Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. As it plays out pretty much every week in the Pac-12, if you're not ready to play, it's so balanced. This team is so balanced. Just because you're picked to win the South doesn't mean it's you and then everybody else. It's very competitive league week in and week out. And so we just take the same approach every week that we've got to be at our best if we want to win the game because anybody in any given week, the old the old cliche that anybody can beat anybody in this league any given week, I think that's proven just about every week somebody does that. Kyle Whittingham talking about the parody in the Pac-12 during his press conference. Not much separation among teams. You ready for a 6-3 and three team in the division, in one Bull. of these divisions? Bull! Not much separation. We're going to have an 8-1 and one versus a 7-2 and because there is separation. You got your good teams, you got your bad teams. You received 33 out of 35 votes. Don't tell me it's an even Steven League. Come on. And then immediately lost the first conference game. That's your proof? Even Steven, the second place team that got two votes, took him down. Now, it wasn't much even Steven about that Washington State game. Okay. And Vegas so, is not expecting much so even Steven in the next game. Yeah, eight and one, then his point kind of goes out the window. Unless he's eight and one with a bunch of three, four, and seven point wins, I guess you could argue Who that. Who cares? They were close and we won them all. But it was still competitive. You got to be ready. Well, can, can, that, that, Don't you largely agree with him, though? Even though it irritates you that he said it? With what? Well, you always talk about the strength of the conference is the depth, and, you know, team number seven can take down team number two in this league. Whereas yeah, but in you the turn SEC, team number two. It doesn't happen. They're expected I, I to be team random, number one. I took random numbers, you're right. But team seven, eight, nine can take down team one, two, or three. Last year, Cal was probably what? I don't know, team seven or eight. They beat the champ, Washington. Sure, you're going to have one loss. But they aren't going five and four. I mean, that's the that's the issue. This team is expected to win these the rest of these games. They very well could be favored every game. It could it, it's happen. funny. It, it's like I come in here and I say, yeah, my father was a janitor till he was like 82. He dropped out of high school. We didn't have any money. That puts everybody on the defensive because nobody wants to. Yeah, I had it on easy street, man. My parents were rich. I just rolled through and everything that I've achieved, it was pretty much handed to me. Nobody likes to say that, right? You did this. <laughs> and I paid for every cent of my college, right? Right. So what's that got to do with the Utes? Because it's the same thing. Oh, hell no, no. We're not that good. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, no, this is real tough. we got to scratch, claw, and fight. We're hanging by, what was that, down the edge of the cliff, and the cars are running over our fingernails or whatever you said there? That's different. You're getting the knuckle-biting thing into the cliffs thing, and those two are two you can, separate you deals. You can combine the two. I know. No, no, you can't. Yes, they you are can. special and unique. So they don't want to be thought of, yeah, we're the prohibitive favorite. Even though that's the status that you want. You just don't want to talk about it. You got to say the other stuff. Well, you don't want your kids to believe it because then they'll go out there and get upset by some team that's 100% laying it all out there. So you want your kids to have all the talent expectations but have the underdog mentality. But 
Not that, and trillions of people had it harder than I did, so make sure you understand that. But I would have loved to have had living in some big fancy zip code where both of my parents didn't work until they were in their 80s. And, yet and that, we took vacations three and four times a year. Yeah, but that might have <laughs> jacked you up, too. I would have loved to have found out. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to end up jacked up. <laughs> and... Uh, the last month of my senior year in high school, I bought a car that I'd saved up for, 800 bucks. And by September of my freshman year in college, I gave it to my father because he didn't have one. And, and there you go. And I was going to Northern Arizona, and everything was right on campus. And I thought, I don't need a I car. I don't need a car now. Yeah, that was and a totally walkable campus. Some oh, are, completely. some aren't. Yeah, some are, some aren't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, UC Santa Barbara, I went to a walkable campus. It was great. Yeah. Until I needed to work They had downtown. a south campus where the dome was, but they had shuttles. Yeah. Not, and I never had to go down there anyway, because the Walter Cronkite School Junior School <laughs> okay, Journalism was up. On, the ma- on the upper campus. Walter's cousin, who was a beat reporter covering the cops in Amarillo. Flagstaff, come on. <laughs> he, w- he retired to Flagstaff and started the journalism school. Utes are supposed to win, and I have really no doubt that they're going to. But, are they, but is it going to be easy? I'm with you. I think they had to win. I picked them 10 and 2. I, th- I think they could lose one more game. And I could be easy. wrong, obviously. I mean, some will, some won't. And what would you call it? To be up by three scores in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Some, I mean, two weeks ago was. Blew them out in the second half. Yeah. So I think some will, some won't. No, that, that's true. The games can be competitive. I just I don't take everything here at press conferences as 100% truth. I know that smart coaches are coaching their team through the media. And so if a coach, in this case Kyle, wants his team to hear something, he says it to the media and knows we repeat it and it reverberates through friends and family and straight to the players and themselves. So he's using everything. So he's setting the tone there. It would be interesting, you know, if you got him in some kind of sealed vault where you two could – I don't know, talk about concerts or whatever and then get the lowdown on what he really thinks of the league, but he's not going to blurt that out. And that brings, us, that brings us to our question and we're going to get a question in the morning. It's been up on Facebook overnight and a lot of you have uh, responded. You can always go there at night and find out one, one of the segments, we're, at least one of the segments we're going to do the next morning. Uh, USF coach Charlie Strong called BYU a really good Power 5 team. Do you agree? And we will get to that coming up in the next segment. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. In an offset eye, they move you, uh, Juszczyk to the right. They wind it back. Great block by Juszczyk. Green in the second level. He may go. Goodbye. Machine is loose. 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Boom. San Francisco. I was kind of trying to talk. I don't usually talk, but this game, he had it coming. So, but he didn't say one word back. So, well, what'd you say? Just an example. Oh, I was just screaming his name, like, "Hey, girl. hey, girl. you good? Come on, pick it up. We want a challenge." The Niners did not get a challenge from the Cleveland Browns. That was a dominant performance. 31 to 3, and that was Nick Bosa right there, an Ohio State guy who decided to get back at the former Oklahoma quarterback, Baker Mayfield, with the flag waving thing. Apparently, Which he didn't. He was on him. <laughs> didn't do it for you. No, that, that's that's college. Old news. You don't bring college stuff into the pros. It's just like you don't bring high school stuff into college. 
You don't bring junior high stuff into, into high, school. high school. You don't bring elementary school okay, stuff right, into junior. Right. You don't bring preschool yeah, stuff. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good for you. The Niners are undefeated. And defensively, and it hasn't been the toughest schedule. And they got a good game with the Rams coming up next week. That'll be intriguing. Rams already have oh, a couple wait. of losses. And Bart Scott. Can't wait. <laughs> but the Niners schedule gets much tougher the last half, last third of the season. They got they got so look at Niner guy wearing his hat in there. Yock, you're all geeked up for your Niners. Damn straight. <laughs> Beat some big games at the end of the year. Assuming they don't mess it up between now and then. All that stuff flushes out. Oh, it will. It absolutely will. But it's just the the tougher teams are at the end of the schedule. They ought to be beating up on some of these teams. After the Rams, they get the winless Redskins. So they got the Cardinals coming up. If they're really good, they ought to win those games. So they're 4-0 and undefeated. The last undefeated team in the NFC. Only the Patriots are undefeated over in the AFC. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. He knows his lane, and, and, and he does a good job. Oh! And Zion. Oh! Just probables oh. his way right to the hole. Pelicans come away. Lonzo on the bounce. Holiday, give and go to Zion. Two-hander. 13-11. And Zion has seven of the 11 points. Williams will drive. Williamson. Thunderous jam, third of the night for Zion Williamson. Expectations levels, expectation levels for Zion Williamson are pretty high. Alvin Gentry, the Pelicans coach, trying to tamp him down. You heard all the dunks in the preseason game. Kind of defensive intensity I think he's facing there in the first quarter of a preseason game when he dunks to make a 13-11 PK. I didn't see the game. I wouldn't have any idea. I wouldn't think a whole lot. But I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. Alvin Gentry with this quote. There's very few guys at 19 years old who can come in and impact this league. There's one in California, but there's also not anybody like him. We're comparing Zion to Zion. We want Zion to be the best Zion Williamson that he can be, not anybody else. We want to be the best basketball player he can be using his name and no comparison. I know that it's inevitable that that's going to be the case, but we are not drinking that Kool-Aid. Well, that's a lot of talking about something that you're resisting. Yeah. And then admitting that it's inevitable that that's going to be the case. The comparisons are going to be made anyway, and he knows it. He's talking about LeBron, obviously. Yes. Uh, I'm not really worried about LeBron and Zion. I don't, I don't see the connection there. See what this young fella can do. And you know, He's 19 years old, and we're excited to see him. This is, I, I've said this for years, that sports, our major sports in this country just reinvents themselves. Because new players come come along and you get excited about them, and and uh, he's the latest, and so I'll get to see what he can do, and it'll, it'll be fun to watch him. How good can he be? I mean, that that whole book, let alone a chapter or a paragraph, is not even close to being written. One word is not even written yet, as far as a professional career, and we'll get to see it over the next 10, 15 years, and it'll be fun. And then in two or three years later, there'll be somebody else come along, and we'll do it again. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said Monday the league backs the free speech rights of Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey after his controversial tweet supporting Hong Kong's pursuit of democracy. Speaking to the media in Japan, Silver said, quote, There's no doubt the economic impact is already clear. 
They've already been fairly dramatic consequences from that tweet, and I have read some of the media suggesting we're not supporting Daryl Morey, but in fact, we have. I think it's a values-based organization that I want to make it clear that Daryl Morey is supported in terms of his ability to exercise his freedom of expression. Then why do you have to delete it? Well, that's not exactly clear <laughs> off of this quote. Who made him delete it? Tillman uh, Fertitta? <clears throat> yeah, the owner, I guess. And so I guess Adam said so the, the NBA league is, but the owner, owner isn't, isn't. Because you already dev- deleted it and we said we're sorry a thousand times over. Yep. Please don't make us lose all that money. Still and, saying sorry. I mean, yeah. well, wait a second. I mean, uh, who's sorry for what Popovich and Kerr said? And Kerr doesn't have any comment on this? Well, Kerr, you got, you got, what, because Trump hasn't said anything yet, so you don't have anything to say? And the second he comes out, you're going to take the opposite side? Come on, Steve. There's a billion potential NBA fans. Well, more than a billion potential NBA fans. 1.5 billion. Okay. I want to know what Steve Kerr has to say. And I saw him. I am going to bet a large amount of money that you and I aren't going to find out what Steve Kerr Well, he says he's got no comment. He's reading on it. He's got no comment. He's got no comment. Come on, Steve. No. You you mean. No. Why not? Because. No comment. That doesn't fly. I mean, I know what. I know. Every time I Trump we, farts, he tells me how bad it smells. I think we can so figure I out. Wanna, I want to. I want to know. We can what, figure out why the NBA stands to make a lot of money in China. Well, then say it. Say I'm not going to say anything. We stand to make a lot of money in China. I'm not going to screw this up. Say it. I respect that. I, Mom's the word. People, I've told you. Mom's follow the, word. the money. I've said that for a thousand years. People, of course, I would do the same. People of Hong Kong, you're on your own. Follow the money, man. You put money in my pocket, I'll say whatever you want me to say. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Molina swings and it's a high fly ball. Left field. This should win it. The catch is made by Duvall. Tagging at third. Wong comes down the line. The throw home. We're going to game five. Wong scores on the game-winning sacrifice fly by Yadier Molina. And in St. Louis, for game four of the NLDS, it's a Redbird winner. Had a chance for a lot of closeout games, a lot of elimination games there, PK. The Yankees got it done. They beat Minnesota, but nobody else did. Astros, Dodgers, and you hear the Braves right there, unable to beat the Cardinals. The Braves with a leadoff triple in the seventh, a leadoff double in the ninth. They couldn't get the runs home, and they had a blues in an extra innings. That's just music to Cardinal fans' ears when they hear Wong scores. Isn't it? Music to their ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're smirking at me. I'm in trouble right well, now. Well, look at Yach. Yeah, I see Yach. Yeah. Yach's laughing. He's forcing me. <laughs> he is? Oh, I forced you. I agree. Now that your Niners are undefeated, see, you got a lot yeah. of power or, in there. Yeah, and you're apparently. making people do stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you see him giggling over there. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of that game, man. It's baseball. What a crazy game. You know, they're down by one in the eighth. Was it 3-2, I think, something like that. And Goldschmidt, who had three hits, my guy. My wife wore her Goldschmidt shirt to work yesterday. Her Cardinals Goldschmidt shirt. And her Diamondbacks. That was her favorite player, Diamondbacks. Still not over that trade. And he gets jammed. He kind of hits a little dink down, right down the third base line that rolls for a double. And then Molina gets jammed, and it's like a half an inch outside of Freddie Freeman, six foot five Freddie Freeman's reach at first base. And they give the uh, exit velocity. And it was in the 70s. You know, that, that was 104, some bullet right, missile yeah. that these guys hit. And here, neither of those things got even in the 80s, but yet it produced a run. 
And it ties the game at 4-4 and forces extra innings. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then they got it done in the, in the next inning. And now you got the, the two game fives. What, that, that would be tomorrow because today should be travel days, right? Travel days for the NL teams yeah, today. So they got, uh, these are all great teams. Man. They're very good teams. At, at minimum, very good, if not great. And so it's the way it should be in the playoffs. You know, you want to have really good teams going at it. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I don't like with the NBA in that first round anyway is you get a bunch of teams that you know, suck. You know, Detroit Pistons, did they make the playoffs last year? I mean, outside of Blake Griffin and they still have Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. I couldn't tell you anybody else on that team. The bottom four teams in the East didn't do anything for Come you. On, they weren't gonna, They weren't going <laughs> to... They weren't going to win a series, let alone a championship. Right, but here you get these teams, and they're all good, and, it's and also, you get you get that in the second round a lot of most of the time in the NBA. Right, and I like that. Well, the NBA has bigger playoffs, and they got sixteen teams. I, I in, understand. So. Here they let ten in, and they get rid of two on the first day. Well, first two days with the first two games. I so like they're down the to eight. This is equivalent to the highest second round. level of competition. Is what draws me in. So the Astros will try again after getting beat uh, 10-3. Zach Greinke got beat up. So Tampa Bay's down 2-1. That's your game today. Just one game? FS1, 215. The Yankees won, so that series over. They beat Minnesota again. They've knocked them out like a half dozen times in 20 years. Because yesterday was just a beautiful sports day for television watching. Four baseball games and Monday night football. Yeah, and that game eventually got out of hand. Uh, the Monday Night Football, I don't have no interest in who wins. Uh, so once it got out of hand, I, I left it. Did you feel a lot of drama in the Yankees game? Not early. Even though the Nationals was 6-1, I was, I was watching that when the Dodgers loaded the bases. Game of inches, you know, all the bloopers and all that, the ball down the right field line. And this foul was a good call. Game of Thrones. Barely foul. Mm. Barely. Could have been a three-run double, but it was a foul ball. No, I mean. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up. Matt Michelle, National College football writer for the Orlando Sentinel. He covers USF. We will talk to him about the USF-BYU game. That's at 8 o'clock. Lincoln Kennedy, back from London, a Raider analyst. He's on the Raider, Raider radio broadcast. Also, works for the Pac-12 Networks. We'll talk Pac-12 football with him coming up at 8.30. Coming up next, got the quote from Charlie Strong, USF's coach. Called BYU a really good Power 5 team. Do you agree? We'll get to that next, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monday Night Football, the Niners blow out the Browns 31-3. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing two touchdown passes. Niners ran for 275 yards in the game. They're 4-0. They play the 3-2 Rams next week. Cincinnati Bengals star wide receiver A.J. Green will not play this week against the Baltimore Ravens. The ninth-year veteran will not play until week seven at the earliest after injuring ligaments in his right ankle during the team's first training camp practice. The Bengals are 0-5. 
College football, Florida State will start James Blackman on the road at number two Clemson this week after Blackman was cleared to return to play. Seminoles say they'll also be playing backup Alex Hornibrook in that game. And Kansas Jayhawks coach Les Miles fired his offensive coordinator with Kansas averaging less than 20 points per game. Top of the wire is brought to you by Ken Garf. Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. The savings are on at Ken Garth, West Valley Jeep. Stop by during Jeep Adventure Days to take advantage of the special offers on select new models. Whatever you're looking for, they'll have it at West Valley Jeep Dodge Ram. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. David Locke, voice of the Utah Jazz. What is the biggest thing that you could take away from such a game that was Saturday? Biggest takeaway was that for fans, what they got to see was training camp. What I saw out on the court wasn't actually that different than what I've been seeing all week. It was just an opportunity for everybody else to see it, which is great. And so my biggest takeaway is one of the questions about Boyan Bogdanovich is does he involve his teammates? Well, we saw him in the game on Saturday really passing. I think he had four assists, but also just working the basketball around. So those little things of watching the new players adapt, just thought it was a confirmation of everything I've seen so far in camp. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Question of the morning, USF coach Charlie Strong calling BYU a really good Power 5 team. Do you agree? No. Next. Got a guy tweeting at us. You knew this would be divisive. No, actually I didn't. I did. Oh, really? Why are people going to rally around yes to this? Oh, because you're Cougar fans. And you fans are going to rally around no. You didn't understand that? No, I think even Cougar fans would say right now we're not a really good Power 5 team. Well, I don't know that you talk about today. It's a Power 5 program is... Are they a really good Power 5 program? I think that's the question. Are they a good Power 5 program? Are they worthy of Power 5 status? And today, nothing is decided on today. These conferences, when they expand, they're not in the moment. Because clearly, if they're in the moment, nobody would have invited Colorado, Rutgers, Maryland. Cash grab, Rutgers, come here. Wouldn't even think of that. So... When you compare it to those programs, they compare favorably, if not extremely favorably. I think that's the issue. Not well, that is a different today. That is a different question. Are they should they be a power five program? Yeah. I can sign off on that. Yeah, but well, are they a really good power five team? I thought we were talking about this team and they're two and okay, three. Okay, but then I mean, you got no, no you have no problem with Kyle saying, Oh, this is gonna be a dogfight. All these games are just gonna be right down to the end. Oh, wait a second. Well, yeah. I don't think all the games are gonna be right down well, to the end. Well, several of them then. Pick as many as you want. You you decide how many. And and then they'll say, wait a second, they're way better than those teams. But you you're okay oh, you're okay with Kyle saying that? The local guy, sure, I support him, but the out-of-town guy, no, he's an idiot. I mean, come on. It's the same type of thing. It's coach speak for one, but it's it, which is it fine, but coach speak for the other is— No, it's totally coach speak for the other, and I get that. He's doing what exactly what I was just talking about with Kyle. Coach your team through the media. Build the opponent up. They're a really good Power 5 team. But yet you think Kyle has legitimacy to his statements. I don't necessarily buy him. I'll buy some of them. Right. I mean, I get that this he's worried about... This is a team that beat SC, so shouldn't that get your attention? It's a team that lost to Toledo, so I don't think they're a really good Power 5 team. It's a team that beat SC. Yeah. 
You can't get caught up in the singular moment because you're not playing the same team that played Toledo. How do you know you don't get the same team that played SC? Well, for starters, you're getting a different quarterback. And SC was a home game, and now they're flying across the country. So I think there's multiple things that are different. So and I don't expect is going to make them. I lose. don't expect I don't expect Charlie Strong to break any of those things down. I think I expect him to do what a lot of coaches do and build up the opponent, try to get his guys fired up for a team they may not be that aware of because they're on the other side of the country and they probably follow mostly the teams in Florida and mostly teams in their conference. So they don't know much about BYU, and he's setting a tone. BYU is really good. We got to bring it. They beat SC, man. You got to be pretty good to beat SC. There's not that many non-Power 5s that have two Power 5 wins. That's true. And you just dismiss Toledo as trash. Toledo has like 15 guys from Toledo in the NFL. I doubt ASU has 15 guys right now in the NFL. And this will be a different quarterback. So, all bets are off. Okay, But Charlie Strong is going to build him up. That's his job. It's not his job to be analytically on point with everything he says. It's his job to get his team ready to win. So he's going to say whatever. I understand that. But that doesn't mean what he's, whatever is has no truth to it. You, gotta, you can say what you want. But in the world we live in, you know, I disagree that these guys don't know anything about BYU. It takes you two seconds to find out something about BYU. It, this is not the 80s where across the world, where, where one year on Selection Sunday, a, an assistant basketball coach for Utah followed me out to my car <laughs> because I had the Sporting News preseason college yearbook. And the reason why I had that is because I wrote a big piece on Van Horn that they paid me 100 bucks to do. And so I kept it in my backpack. And I think they played Canisius or somebody. And the guy literally, the assistant coach, fought, and he knew about it. And he followed me out. And we, he, I, cut out the page you know you try to cut it along the margin so yeah. you don't just hack away mm-hmm. and he, it, we're up at the university hotel Majerus's home in the parking lot there so they could get information on them and now players are getting yeah. video and have it within 24 hours of as the last they, game ending oh, well, as they yeah. leave the locker room as they leave the locker room so they've got the video yeah but so what they, but know, what they know all about BYU and what they're seeing then is a team that really struggles to stop the run and so when you tell me really good Power 5 team, I'm thinking there's 60-whatever Power 5 teams. Yeah, but yet you're, they stopped the run against SC left and right. So you're... Yeah. No, I went back and listened to the Norm Chow interview that we did, because I'm stealing some quotes of what I'm writing uh-huh. about, and you brought it up. You're about how Kairos Tonga did so he well. Did. He was in their backfield the whole time. He was. Well, they and didn't they, really struggle they, against SC, well, which they, gets my attention. They, they ran outside and they ran away from him. I think they, they still ran for like... 150, 170 yards, something like that. I can look it up. But they didn't run up the middle through through Tonga. So but they he, really struggle against the run when they go to the outside. Well, in other games, I think they've been able to run at people. I mean, there's the whole thing about how many series Tonga should be playing and how many he should be resting. Well, he should be playing every series. <laughs> well, I don't think he plays every series. But he can take off when, when BYU has the ball on offense. He can rest as much as he wants. I'd rather take him at 50% than somebody else. 
Nick says, as a BYU fan, I have to agree with this. They've shown flashes of it, but until they are consistently playing better, they aren't a good P5 caliber team. Now you're really good. I'm thinking, what are you, like top third of the Power Five? I mean, if you're top third of the Power Five, you're a top 20 team in the country. And they're not a top 20 team in the country. They're not. No, they're not. Not at all. Nick says they are a P5 caliber team, in my opinion, but not a really good one right now. Yeah, I think that's what Charlie was saying, though. It's a program that has repute. It's not in the moment, is what he was saying. I can't speak for him. That's my own interpretation. I could be wrong. But that's the interpretation I took from Charlie, is saying this is a representative program. And he went on, if you listen to, if you read what he said there, he's got the, got a national fan base. We expect more people in the stadium than we normally have. All true. Yeah. So the, all that adds up to that they are a P5 program. I think that's the point he was making. I think changing the word team to program changes the discussion. You're right. Because clearly they are. Preston says, very good, yes. A P5 team, sort of. A very good P5 team, no. Well, there's very few. If, if, if you're a very good P5 team, that means you're in the top 20, as you say, then the majority of the P5 programs are not. Right. I'd agree. They're just whatever word you want to use. Lousy, crappy, mediocre. Uh, not really good, but which is what he said. Okay. Really good. Pretty good. But no coach is going to get up there on a Monday and say, ah, they're a pretty good team. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. They're not saying that, even if it's true. But I think he's going the bigger picture and what they represent. And they have a brand name. You cannot argue that BYU football does not have a brand name. Clearly it has a brand name. Exactly. And all his other points about, you know, there's going to be a bigger crowd than normal. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there were a ton of BYU fans of that Toledo game. There was a ton of BYU fans of that Tennessee game. There were a couple of big sections. Every time they take that aerial shot, you could see it. Mm-hmm. There always are. Jazz Fan Dan says the answer is no. You're combined six points away from being on five, and you can't win the small games when you need to. They'll get there, but as it stands, don't, don't currently play that no. game. The you're, 0 and 5? Yeah. <laughs> but you're not. You could be 0 and 5. You could, but, but you're then not. I could go, you're an interception away from beating Toledo, and yep. you're this or that. I mean, Washington, you got beat up pretty good. Take away those two pick sixes, and they beat Utah. Go ahead. R- right back to that guy. Take away those two pick sixes, and they beat the Utes. <laughs> and see what he says. Just start a small brush fire. His head will explode. <laughs> it will. So... You can play that game left and right, and that's that. That's a never-ending game that has no ultimate uh, satisfaction. There's no answer to that because one. That's the same. Once you go down the road with the referees, then you cannot just pick and choose a few calls or a few non-calls. You have to include all of them. Once you go down that road, you don't get. It's not a buffet, and <laughs> you don't get to decide pick what you put choose. on your tray. No. Once you go, and if you want to go down that road, fine. But you got to include everything then. It's not a salad bar, people. Back away. Yeah. I'll take the lettuce and the tomatoes, but I'm passing on the snap piece. So, yeah, take away those two pick sixes. If he threw them away or whatever, bad, they win that game. Well, whatever. They lost the game. That's all that matters. Jonathan, 
Ute fans don't comment on this. BYU fans don't comment. They're both biased. I'm a Gator fan, and BYU is an average Power 5 team. Uh, they would take that right now. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay two with and, that. Two and two against four Power 5 teams. I guess you could go right with that right out of the gate. And yes, they lost to Toledo, but to your point, watch this play out and see if Toledo ends up being a high, high-end group of five team. Because I think there are going to be several high-end group of five teams that could say, uh, we can hang with the average P5 team. We'd win some, we'd lose some. And we'd batter the bottom of the P5. Possibly. Depending on which, which league. I don't and I, I can't necessarily say Toledo's going to be battering the bottom of the Pac-12. How's the bottom of the ACC or the bottom of the Big Ten? I don't pay attention, so I don't know. I assume well, they suck. Yeah, you were just out there with Rutgers, and I assume you're right. But you're right. We haven't sat down and watched the Rutgers game. No. I didn't watch Rutgers nor, when I lived there. Nor are we going to. <laughs> and I knew people on their team. And you still wouldn't watch them? I know you, but I'm not watching. Well, I don't even know if they had television. They may not have been on then, right. It was a different era. Yeah, I, know, I knew a guy. I've, I've, I've known him almost my whole life. He played on Rutgers' team, and he said they went out to Colorado one year, and they kept talking about the elevation, elevation, elevation. He said, ah, this, is, this is stupid. He said, I was on kickoff team. We kicked off. I ran down. I thought I was going to drop dead. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, he told me that, and I've known him, extended family member, known him for years and years. Uh, was uh, on Rutgers' team, but no, I didn't pay. Like, because well, where I grew up, nobody paid attention. It was just Notre Dame, and that was it. Notre Dame in the NFL. Uh, that was the only football. A little bit of Penn State because the they recruited there. Uh, the coach had a his name ended in a vowel. No, oh, because it was the Paterno era. So all the Italians rallied around Joe Paterno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you, you were aware of those. But it's such a heavy, heavy, heavy pro sports area that you really didn't pay a whole lot of attention. Oh, here we go. You were talking about how you thought this would divide the Utes and Cougars. Now the Aggie fan weighs into the fray. Daniel, if it counts as a P5 win, then I'll take it. It's the easiest P5 we schedule. Sincerely, Aggie fan Dan. Oh, this year? I guess with Wake Forest uh, I, and LSU, that would be a good point of the three. I, Wake Forest is still undefeated. Yeah, but that Wake Forest loss was the biggest choke since Romney in 2012. Boom, there it is. It Bring clearly, it back around. It's whoop, there it is, not boom. If I said whoop, there it is, you would lose your mind. <laughs> you would lose your mind. You don't get to say My that. My mind is lost. <laughs> My mind is gone. Yeah, can you see what would... Yach is like, you should have no, said it, yeah, DJ. Just no, I want the drop. No, you, you could drop. say it. See, because you would remind me, if you said that, you'd remind me of Buddy the Elf. Buddy the yes. Buddy the Elf. Because he says it. They're in the mailroom, and they're dancing. So, I mean, I wouldn't give you, you get no street cred. But I would think along the lines of you being Buddy the Elf. Because you remind me of Buddy the Elf. You sit on a throne of lies. Everything in your world that. is just, you know, is... peachy and fair and everybody gets along. Oh, good grief. There's just... Just making stuff up now. <laughs> justice everywhere. <laughs> there is not justice everywhere. <laughs> you come in some... That's not fair. Okay, that's not fair. Great. 
Fair is a word that should be eliminated from the English dictionary. No such thing as fair. So, yeah, I would go with Buddy the Elf. But Utah State, this year you can argue. And that's going to be a great game. I'm excited for that game. Not that far away now. No? Closing three weeks? Got another buy in there or not? They do. I know the opponents, so yeah. They've got, you uh, speaking of the Cougars, they've got Florida, uh, South Florida this week, Boise next week. Then buy. a buy and then Utah State. Yeah. So I think that that, that uh, translates to the 1st of November. Yeah. Yeah, because they have two decent November games this year with uh, Utah State and San Diego State. And three scheduled W's parked in between them. Right. It better be. Yeah, if they're not, then, then people are going to lose jobs. Yeah, you're right. That will happen. And if that's awful. I, would, I don't wish that upon anybody that doesn't go to the U of A. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All right, more on USF and BYU coming up with Matt Merchel, National College football writer for the Orlando Sentinel, and he's going to join us in 20 minutes. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. What Ute fans need to understand is that they were 11 points away from being 8-4 and four in 2008, and they want to claim that their team was the best team in the country. Please, we can play this game all day. BYU gave themselves a chance to win, and they did. I under selling a home, homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with homie. See more at homie.com. We will step away from doing the math on close wins and giving teams wins and losses that they didn't actually get. We were up uh, talking to Kyle Whittingham yesterday, and I brought up something that Kyle Gunther brought up on Friday's show. Uh, Kyle, part of the Red and the Blue, Brian Keel, Kyle Gunther, come on to a segment each week, talk about their teams. And Kyle Gunther, former offensive lineman, says the Utes' offensive line play isn't good enough for their expectations, goals, and hopes. And he says Bam Olusini would be a big upgrade, and he doesn't like the, the fact that Kyle's talking about playing Bam for four games this year, keeping the red shirt, and then playing them all next season. He thinks, he ought to, he'd be, he thinks he'd be a big enough upgrade on the O-line that they ought to just play him the rest of the season here and give themselves a better chance to win the division, win the conference, and go to the Rose Bowl. So I ran that theory by Kyle, and here's his answer. That's a good point, and it's possible, but I think with the timing of where it's, what it's going to, the time it will take to get him up to speed and feeling completely comfortable in what we're doing, because he's been working mostly with the scout team prior to now. Uh, you know, if he was game ready now and ready to jump in, that would be a, a, a more difficult decision than I think it's going to be two or three weeks from now when he is ready, because now we're, you know, four games left in the season-ish, somewhere in that range. But good point, good point. Four games-ish. They play them against uh, Cal and ASU and Washington. I guess they have Colorado left at the end of the season. But then you keep his redshirt here and you don't play him in a Pac-12 title game. You don't play him in the Rose Bowl if you get there with a chance to win it. I guess you'd have to have some conversation with the kid, but 
Seems like a tough call right there, PK. Is he really that big an upgrade over everything else they have? Kyle Gunther watches his stuff closer than you and I and probably knows more about it than you and I, and he was just all in on playing Bam Olusini when, when they can. Well, you play to win now. You don't play to win next year. Under what the caller just said, under the theory, well, yeah, not the caller, but the guy who used the app and sent us the open mic, who really remembers that much about 2007 and 2009? But we all, remember, we all remember the big year. The Moises? Yeah. Hey, when you have a chance, go for the big year. That's what people are going to remember. Well, there's two things. Is Kyle Whittingham is admitting that the offensive line isn't good enough. They have a player over here who's better. He's an upgrade. Yeah. So you've got an issue there. It's not good enough. So you've got that problem. And then secondly, the kid's not ready. If he were ready today, then that would be an issue. Kyle Whittingham saying that he needs two or three weeks to get ready because he's been with the scout team. He hasn't been participating in the regular preparation. He's providing... uh, stuff from the for the defense so you know they may be doing stuff that the opponent is doing the scout team offense so he's not with the first or second team offense and so now you're going to bring him in and he hasn't had that at all so I think that's the bigger issue he's not ready right now and then if they decide okay let's do this and get him ready it'll take a couple of games and so then at that point you have four or five games to go Okay. All right, we'll run that by uh, Kyle Gunther on Friday when he checks back in. Right now, we're joined by Kent from Technoglass. Kent, good morning. Morning, guys, and good morning, sports fans. Uh, if you're driving in all this traffic this morning, uh, like I was just a few minutes ago, and notice cracks or chips in your windshield, remember this number, 801-562-2200. Because until noon today, uh, Tetanaglass has an amazing deal for all zone listeners. It's not going to get any better than this. $99 windshield, you heard it right, $75 labor install, over 85% of the vehicles qualifying. Guys, you know, it also comes with our lifetime national workmanship warranty. Now, to get your $99 windshield, all you have to do is call and schedule your appointment before noon. You don't have to get it done today. Just call and schedule at a time that's convenient for you. $99 windshield, $75 labor install, only until noon. Call right now, 801-562-2200, 801-562-2200. Back to you guys. All right, thanks a lot, Kent. Kent from Technoglass. You can find him at technoglass.com. You can also call 801-562-2200.